we seem to have lost our way <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, we have lost our way. Well, how would you describe that? Do you think there is a way to be naturally human, if that's even a thing? Like, what does this mm. look like to you? Mm. Well, we we are born perfect. Actually, we are born uh, perfect already. So, uh, what is missing when we are born is a process that that comes that enables us again to really come to full um, fruition, if I can say so. Like when you, if there is a seed, right, and you put the seed in the ground, it takes some time until the seed comes out of the ground and then there is light and then there again is a process until it blossoms, right? So the birth is the seed itself. It's clean, it's clear. And in the first yeah, in the first years, we we do not feel separated from Earth, and we do not feel separated from the mother, right? Uh, we f we feel one with the mother. So people start to give us a name and tell us things. And what happens is that uh, we start to build an identification, or what people like to call the ego. It's, it starts to get built slowly, and well. Uh, it's not very clear when exactly it is fully formed, but at about yeah, between, I don't know, eight and 10 years, your your ego is fully formed. And then from that point on, it is needed. What I wanted to say is this, this process is needed because in non-duality and spiritual teachings, we are often against the ego. Yeah. And that's that's fine. And we think with that, that we have to kill the ego. Uh, but how do you want to kill something that doesn't really exist? Uh, for for me, the, the ego is a story that um, that gets told to us in the first place, and then later on we add to that story, and we can change that story, right? And this is this is our little um, interface that makes us human, and that gives us the ability to have the communication that we have right now. So the only problem that there is and i'm sure you have heard this heard it heard it a million times that um the only problem is that we think we are that <laughs> we're not <laughs> yeah exactly. and that that will give that gives us um suffering it gives us pain actually yeah mm. yeah so it's not that we have to throw the ego all the way out if that's even possible it's just to know that we are way more than that there's much more going on than just the egotistical tendencies um that we were conditioned into it's uh our natural humanness that we spoke about mm. is you could say it, it does include the ego like you said it's necessary for me to recognize that i'm over here on this side of the camera and you're over there you know, there is that sense of separateness, but it's not just the separateness. There is also this underlying unity between all of us, always was and always will be. And recognizing that, would you say, is more naturally human? That is the next evolution, maybe, per se, of mm. us becoming more human. The next stage is us recognizing this inherent unity within all of us. You think that's kind of touching upon mm. this essence of uh, this divine essence, the spiritual essence, you could say. Mm. Well, uh, I think all all, all spiritual, spiritual traditions, they aim for that. Um, I think so, that yeah. Unity. 
And so. um, in a way, it is it is our birthright. Um, and we, <laughs> the beautiful thing is that we could, cannot es escape it. Yeah. We cannot escape it. You can try. Um, um, <laughs> if it's, uh, you know, if it's going to happen in 10 years, 20 years, or some people believe in the next life or in the next life or in this life, uh, actually doesn't matter. It, mm -hmm. it will happen that <laughs> that people mm -hmm. uh, recognize the true nature. Yeah. And there are many ways uh, to do that, many, many traditions. And um, for some, it's it's sudden. And for some, it's uh, it feels like like a longer process. But um, you know, there are many names for it. Uh, people like to call it consciousness today, or awareness, or um, being, or mm, I don't know, ease, uh, uh, ease, ease of awareness, or something, whatever you There's want to call it. There's a lot um, of labels. There's a lot of names. Yes, yes, um, and that includes um, the human aspect that that you were that you brought up in the beginning, because that is an idea as well. How do we know that we are human? I mean, we we label ourselves as as human, but uh, the animals they don't label themselves. Mm -hmm. Imagine um, an orangutan suddenly gets the ability to communicate like a human. Would you call him a human? No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he he would he would call himself a, a human as well. He he would just know that he is and and he's communicating. There's communication going on, put it that way. Yeah, so um it it seems to a lot of us to because we're talking about consciousness here and spirituality, it, it seems like to a lot of us, there is this unwinding process or trying trying to get through layers um, that are actually not really there, that are just ideas, to come to know our true nature. And um, it is very simple. I, <laughs> mm -hmm. I always try to press this point very, very, very much, and I'm going to in the future as well, that um, it is not an extraordinary thing um, to know yourself because you already do. Yeah. It is very, mm -hmm. very simple. Mm. And it is so close to us. It is us. It is we. It is I. Um, that um, this is what makes it difficult to to see. Hidden in plain sight. It is. Yeah. Like, I'm not the first one to say it. It, it is hidden, hidden in plain sight. And um, there are ways and questions we can ask ourselves and contemplate and meditate on them uh, to really quickly find out who we are. Um, it is very, it is very important. It is very important to find out who we are because that is our problem. We have problems. We have um, suffering. We have pain because we do not know who we are. When we know who we are. Um, the false identity that we thought that we are the problems they just they they drop off and we can we can go into that in in detail later on if if you um if you like because i think um even there there are a lot of misunderstandings because it's easy if i ask you now um are you aware gary i think so yes <laughs> yes <laughs> you are aware how do you know how do i know just the, the immediate felt presence of the moment, just the, you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, um, 
Can you please can you please try to describe what you see here? <laughs> it's a red phone. Yes, what else? Your hands are holding a red phone? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything else? Some okay. cameras on there? I don't know. <laughs> I, I wanted, yeah, yeah. I wanted to give an example. You see, mm -hmm. I asked you, are you aware? How do you know? You said, I, I just know. The moment that mind comes in, it gets, uh, there is effort. Uh -huh. It gets a little bit more complicated. Yeah, of course you saw it. It's a red phone. The knowing of the phone was there already. Okay. The knowing of your existence, the knowing of a body, the knowing of a mind is there. But the, when the mind comes in to try to describe our experience, then there's effort. And this is not what we are. <laughs> we, we are that which, which knows yeah. and which is. And it is very, very simple. That is the first step. And that is important for me to, to continue there because a lot of people think that this is the end. It is not. You know, this is, this is the first step. First, we have to listen, then we have to understand completely, and then we have to find the proof in ourselves. It is not only in an intellectual exercise, it is a true and very, very real experience what we are. Um, so people would call that um, an initial awakening or something at moments when they get a glimpse of, of their true nature. Your true nature is always there. You can, <laughs> you, you had millions of glimpses in your life. You, mm -hmm. you just did not notice or mm -hmm. you just did not know. So what happens is that um, to get fully established for some people, um, it takes time. Now, in, in theory, in theory, nobody get, needs to get established because you are perfect already. You are that already, right? Um, but in, in practice, it has shown that um, even this is a very individual process. So we, we cannot put everybody under one you know, uh, basket or under one head or, or whatever. It is not possible. I wish it was that easy, but it's not. Mm. And... Um, being is easy. I don't want to confuse people there. It is easy to know your true nature, but there must be no effort to stay there. You know, this is one part. And then when we get confronted with life and with uh, struggles and with people and conversations or whatever stressy situations in, in your day, uh, the question is if all these outside things take can they influence you? Can they take you away from your true nature? Or can you know yourself still even in difficult situations? Mm -hmm. That's the work, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, this is what a lot of people probably would describe as an, I don't know, integration process or something like mm -hmm. that. In reality, this process is not there for the self, for our true self. This process doesn't matter. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but... Um, you know, to because what we want is to we want to be happy, right? That's it. And um, everybody can be happy. You know, can can we be? And with happiness, I I don't mean the ha ah, happy like uh, <laughs> like this type of happy when when somebody gives you a gift or or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it is a 
calm underlying peaceful happiness yeah. um, that is part of just your existence. Yep. Satya Ananda. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Existence, consciousness, bliss, mm -hmm. being consciousness, bliss. Mm. Yeah, man. So it's almost like we got to use the mind to untangle the mind. Seems like mm -hmm. you have to like turn it against itself in a way and un yeah. yeah, like untether itself from itself. Very interesting. Cause like you said, it is being is simple. It's effortless. It really is. There's in theory, nothing that we have to do, but yet there also is, but sometimes you have to do stuff in order to realize there was nothing to do in the first place. It's very peculiar. It's very tricky. It's hard to explain, honestly, but there is still this stuff we have to do to realize that there's nothing to do. <laughs> it's hard to explain. I, I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss for yeah. words. Yeah, yeah. Life, life, life itself uh, teaches us. Yeah. Um, there. What is kind of important is this uh, really true, true initial moment of recognition. Mm -hmm. because yeah. after that you cannot go back <laughs> you know yeah. these these small glimpses that we thought it uh this was it actually is not it right mm -hmm. um i've i've had i said it in one of my videos um i've had during my more than 20 years in search of you know self-realization or whatever um i've had a lot of glimpses mm -hmm. a lot of moments that um i thought wow that's it and there was an energy in my body and I felt like almost high and my head was like, you know, uh, I could perceive everything and all that, but it's just perceiving. There's, uh, it's just an experience and that would subside. So when I had those experiences in the beginning, I thought, okay, wow, this is it. And then they would go and I was disappointed, but I knew, okay, this is not it. But this is not a glimpse <laughs> for me, you see, a glimpse or what uh, a, tr a true glimpse is a real recognition. And from that point on, um, actually, li life will en unfold in this way that um, you come closer and closer to, you know, to al always be established in that. Yeah. Once you get the taste. Yes. Like a true taste of it. Yeah. Um, mm. And there's no going back. But uh, mm. you said something about the mind. We cannot get it with the mind. It's not something that we can get. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's out of out of the mind. The mind is perceived by 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 our being. So um, the difference between mind and and us, what we are, is that mind is finite, and and we are not. It has like clear. Yeah. Sometimes you know when you talk about things, or even when you study things, or you. You do like experiments and science and stuff. You see that minds end somewhere. There is like a border, and it. How can it go further? It is not possible. Yeah. You know this. This sensation is there in mind, and um, mind has a lot of very powerful and good facilities. We can do a lot with the mind. Um, I see it more as a like a wrench, uh, like a tool for for certain things, um, but not for the answer. Mm. You know? Um, but this, um, this, I find it's a very, the, the, what we've talked about this integration process. <laughs> I know that a lot of people struggle with it and that's why it's important for me to, to tell you another perspective about it. So <clears throat> I've noticed that, so we can attack or we can aim for 
for the highest, like, let, let's say there's a mountain, okay, and we want to go to the mountaintop. So we take a few steps back, a few meters back, 100 meters, I don't know how, how much, but we can see the, the whole mountains. And then we have a group of people who say, okay, we are going to take this route from the bottom up, up to, to the mountaintop. This would be a progressive spiritual path, like that one of a yogi or of a Buddhist um, who slowly starts to build, to learn, to contemplate, to meditate on what he learns and slowly integrates and gets to uh, the mountaintop. And then there's the other group who say, okay, um, listen, we don't have to go through all this, <laughs> through the whole struggle of climbing this mountain. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Let's imagine or let's investigate what it would look like from the mountaintop. Or if this is too abstract, let's say we take a helicopter and uh, yeah. it, it drops us off yeah. right there at the mountaintop. <laughs> uh -huh. So um, we are there and we start with, we are already that, we are God, I am God, Tatva Masi, I am that, right? Okay, I see it, I'm on the mountaintop. And now what? So somehow I have to go back to the world, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is what a lot of people forget. I have to mm -hmm. go down that mountain again and I have to live this life. So what happens is the people that started from down there to climb the mountain, they have to cultivate um, to be good, to do good, to be compassionate, uh, to be caring, uh, to feed people, to serve, to be of service, and all that, which is very, very necessary for a spiritual path and for, for us as human beings. We are spiritual beings. Um, this is very necessary. And when they get to the top, they already have these qualities and realization can be more or less completely full mm -hmm. when they get the, the real glimpse. Yeah. The one that, that starts from the top after that has to do this integration and go and make sure that mm. he really cultivates these beautiful qualities. Because what um, in Advaita, they, uh, in, the, in, in the beginning of the teaching and stuff, they, they don't they don't care about the mind. For them, the mind is not important. Forget about the mind, you're not the mind, etc. Or what comes up. But the mind, it can give you positive thoughts and it can give you negative thoughts, right? From our perspective right now. Imagine you got the realization, you know who you, who you are, and then you say, well, I don't care about the mind, but you have not cultivated it in any way so that during your day, you don't get... Um, you don't get negative stuff like hating people or um, being angry with people or mm -hmm. all that. What naturally comes up then is uh, the need to help or to be of service, to have compassion for, for everybody. And um, this is the actually the difficult part in, in spirituality to, to cultivate these qualities. And who says, well, it doesn't matter. You just have to realize the self. Um, it, it's not just that. You know, because when even when you visit these people that 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 teach or or sages or whatever, if you if you met one or uh, or a great teacher, they will be very very kind and very compassionate people. Mm. They um, th this is actually what is seen, what is demonstrated to you, kindness and not uh, some kind of enlightenment or realization. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's well said. It's a solid metaphor the mountaintop 
you could take the helicopter there, but then you're going to yeah. miss the pathway there. You're going to miss the trials and tribulations and lessons that come along the way because you do have to come back down eventually. And your way back down, per se, is going to be a lot easier if you took the time to follow the path up with, you know, right view, right behavior, right, you know, the eightfold path, you could say, or, or uh, the eight limbs of yoga, whatever model yeah. you want to use, your yeah. integration is going to be a lot easier because you already know the pathway up. Um, yeah, so I think that's good. I really like that a lot. It's very solid because that's really what it comes down to, man. That's what the uh, spiritual path I feel as though is really all about. I mean, one can have the insight into God consciousness, but it's almost like you said, now what? What are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with all this insight? You're just going to stay on the mountaintop all day for the rest of your life? Like, no, nah, that's not what it's about, <laughs> man. That's not. It's that's the like, escape. Yeah, exactly. That's just another escape. Yeah, yeah that's just another trap of the ego honestly and that's the that's the um the story of buddha he went out and tried to become an ascetic out in the woods you know he the the cliche buddhist monk path he followed that and he realized that wasn't it and he came back into the kingdom to teach you know so take that into account too it's pretty much the same metaphor that you use as the mountaintop is that you can't that's not it like you have to truly truly integrate that and that's a buzzword i'm pretty sure we've all heard but it's very important integrating these spiritual insights with right view right action right you know whatever the other six rights are of the, yeah. the of the noble eightfold path that is real and that is really where i feel as though consciousness in motion comes to evolve into is that we change up how um this perceived ego acts in the world you know, like how we become more of a servant to not only ourselves, but other people, more compassionate to the people around us. I think that's what really matters here in this whole thing. Because if not, then what are we really doing it for? Just so we can say, just so we can sit at the mountaintop all day? No, that's kind of, it's not worth it. It's yeah. kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very, very, very well said, Gary. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Go ahead. You're going to say something? Yeah, please continue, please. If, if you wanted, if you had something to say. Yeah. So where does this path begin for people? Like, how do we even know that there is a path to the top of the mountain? You know, I feel as though, and I think you said this already, that's the most important step is once we get the glimpse and the taste, you can't unsee that. So how does this i like to ask people like how does this come mm. into being in one's life like how do we get the glimpse is it up to us are there things that we can do to facilitate the seeing or is this some kind of divine grace event that happens like how, i know it's obviously a generality so it's hard to generalize we're all different but maybe you could explain mm. how it happened to you or other mm. um, observations that you have into that sure No, well, everybody has to start somewhere, yeah. right? And um, most people that that come to non-duality, for example, they come to non-duality very late, when <laughs> when they have like spent like ten, twenty or more years uh, following some other path. Mm -hmm. and this is what we were talking uh, about before. This these years they are not lost. 
right? Um, so there was an effort there and um, dedication and all the struggles, etc. So in my case, I was kind of my, my main path was and is yoga. And I was kind of born into it. You know, when I, when I was young, I, I've seen my father do these yoga asanas and, and breathings. And mm. um, I found that to be very normal. And then later I, <laughs> I learned that it is, it is not normal that your father no. goes into his room and locks the door <laughs> and does, does uh, some weird bendings and exercises there. But for me, it was normal. And um, he... This is one of those uh, stories like written in the books. He, When he was young, a student, he was in the, in the mountains taking a walk or something. And there was there was a yogi in the grass doing doing exercises. And this yogi um, became his teacher. But, wow. um, you know, my, my father was not uh, so like deep into the spiritual side. It was for him, it was more like self-improvement mm -hmm. or being healthy and having energy and power and will and um, but this is also a very beautiful side of of yoga that you can use this energy to do things in life right mm -hmm. and and then when when i went to study so basically this 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 guy this this yogi he was he was the family's guru actually but um he was my father's teacher and i never had contact with him anything you said he was when a i went to study guru? Excuse me? You said he was a famous guru? No, the families. The families. Oh, the families guru. guru. Okay. <laughs> the families. Gotcha. He was, yeah, he was kind of famous there, but um, <laughs> and not, not in that sense. I mean, mm -hmm. um, and when I went to study, I, I studied in Bulgaria and in, in Sofia. And I grew up in Germany, so, but I've never lived in Bulgaria. My parents are actually from there. But I went there to study, and uh, the first thing I did is I, I called him. And he said, well, come over. And from that moment on, um, I started to go to his lectures uh, once a week and uh, we had contact. And yeah, awesome. uh, he, he taught me he taught me yoga. Um, this is how I came to it, you know, but um, this what uh, what is very popular today now, the, the Advaita and what I'm trying to convey the, the direct path uh, came came much later. It, it came. Um, earlier too but I, I i totally couldn't i couldn't grasp it mm. and then i always put it to the side and put it to the side and um later on when when i really got tired from from all the searching for <laughs> for god um for us true self um then as a last resort i said okay i'm going this with this stupid teaching <laughs> <laughs> where they don't do anything this I mean, I, I'm struggling here. I'm I'm bending forward, backwards. I'm doing headstands. I'm doing meditation and breathing and what and whatnot. And and they are just sitting there and talking, um, and feeling happy or what. Yeah, and yeah. say you are already that. You are already that. It can be uh -huh. very confusing for people when you you know when you yeah. get into that. Mm -hmm. And this is a a point I wanted to to make that um, there there can be, and I'm also getting it now on on the channel, and it's very normal uh, critique in the sense of. But it is not that it is not that easy. How can you talk that way? Why why are you saying that um, um, this is not right? This is BS or, or whatever. Well, I'm doing it from a different position. I'm, I'm using these words to to trigger something inside of you, mm -hmm. um, so so you can reflect back on yourself. But for this, somebody has to listen. So 
<clears throat> that's why an advisor, the first step is to listen. You have to listen first and then understand it and then make it your own to see proof. Where, where is it? Is it really inside of me? Do I, is that right that I know the mind? Yes, it's right. Does it, does it feel right that I don't know, I cannot see that my being was ever born? Is that true? Contemplate on it. Do you see your being to ever end? Is it unlimited or, or limited? What is limited and unlimited, right? What comes and goes? What stays? And these are the questions that we then have to work with. So the, the, the teacher or somebody who points is in a very weird position, you know, when, when you're doing like general, general stuff. Because you're you're pointing out generally, yeah. But when you have somebody, uh, a personality, um, a, a human being, which is very individual, sitting in front of you, then um, there are different ways and angles that you deal exactly with this human being, and not mm -hmm. just in a general way. But hey, <laughs> how can you deal with with like hundreds or more more people at the same time? You know, so mm -hmm. you, you give general pointers. And um, this is all you can do from, you know, from the distance to, to spark something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. As long as the pointer doesn't come back to the person, <laughs> I think that's all that matters. You know, the finger in the moon analogy, don't mistake that. Um, I think that's really all that matters. And yeah, teaching generally is very tough. There is no cookie cutter explanation to this whole thing because there really is no explanation for this whole thing. All we can do is simply point out stuff. And if it resonates, it resonates. If it doesn't, there's going to be some critiques for sure. But either way, as long as you don't say, you need me. I am the moon. I am the one to save you. Yeah. I think that's really all that matters. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, in my case, I never wanted to do this. <laughs> yeah. So I always, why do you? Where does this come from? I, I always... I. Like I told you, I was always looking for for this uh, enlightenment or self-realization or God or wh whatever you want to call it. But I never thought about like um, uh, teaching people. You know, I um, I was sometimes sharing like yoga exercises sizes when if somebody asked me or how can, what can I do for this or what can I do for that, and mm -hmm. then I would say okay, when for for the um, for the neck or whatever, the do do this asana and then uh, do that one, but. And um, it was in the beginning of this uh, of the pandemic when suddenly, you know, it it, it clicked like really hard, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and and this the searching was gone. It was gone. Um, mm -hmm. It it was not like it was not like before. Um, it was not a very intense or special feeling that, um, but it was a very clear one. And it has not changed since then, uh, now a few years. And when this happened, I, I said to my wife, I, I, first of all, I, I went to my wife and I, I explained it to her. <laughs> so funny, right? Yeah, you have to, you have to somehow tell. Um, I explained it to her, but my wife is totally not spiritual. Can you imagine? I mean, she understands all that and she supports uh, all that. And uh, we have very beautiful con conversation, but she does nothing spiritual in, in any way, mm -hmm. but, but I explained it to her. And, um, and then the next thing I said, okay, now I have to go on TikTok and make videos. 
I never wanted wanted to do that, and I and I started, and and um, uh, it seems like people liked it. And so I kept co continuing to to share insights um, about about spirituality and all that because I already at this point I had twenty years of of spiritual practice mm -hmm. behind me, um, and um, and I I could combine you know the realization aspect with uh, the work that. Um, has been done, and if somebody told me about his uh, path or the, mm, let's say, where he or she is at that moment, I could very much understand, you know, uh, yeah. what's going on, and I could, I was able to give some good advice, and um, I was doing that for like two and a half, almost uh, three years on um, on TikTok and in, in, in German. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. Yeah. It's interesting you said now i have to go on TikTok or now i have to do this right it's weird <laughs> I, I know it's like um it it's weird to talk about it it's it feels like it it wants to be shared the, yeah. the, this knowledge wants to be shared exactly um and and it doesn't um it's not complicated for me mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it just um mm, I can talk about it, but I could not before. I could not. It, it was not possible, right? Because there was no, there was no understanding. No, how can you talk about something that you don't know? Mm -hmm. Not not possible. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is some kind of obligation I feel that comes about when one gets on this path and has that understanding most importantly within themselves if there is some kind of inkling of understanding there seems to be just some sort of obligation that comes about uh, it's hard to really convey but i feel it as well because yeah and it really stems from let me try to explain it a little more mm -hmm. it really stems from because the understanding this is my point of view if you disagree or agree please let me know the understanding is that I am inherently connected to you and everybody else in the world. I've come to realize this and feel this within my heart. So with this, it's a blessing, I feel, to have that and know that. But also with that, I feel, in a sense, other people's suffering. So the obligation is in whatever way that I can without being too evangelical about it, which I am definitely guilty of, but without trying not to be evangelical about it, is spreading the good word as much as I can because I feel as though it's helped me so much to have that understanding. And I think we've talked about this before in the beginning. Like once you know who you are, it sort of mitigates your sense of suffering and like who doesn't want that? So. I feel obligated to mitigate other people's suffering so they can hopefully transcend it in the same way that I transcended it because I see myself in others. So that obligation, I feel, is just natural. When you have that true understanding within yourself, it's almost obvious that that is the next step. You know, that I don't see any other way. I can't not talk about this stuff. And not, I'm not saying I know everything. I definitely don't know everything. I'm learning at the same way that I'm guiding with these videos. 
So point of the story is like, I don't see another way. I don't, maybe you feel or don't feel the same way, but I don't, I can't be quiet about this. I have to connect with others on this path because if not, ultimately it would just cause me suffering. Like I, this is just an extension of me transcending my suffering is talking about how I have this understanding and then tapping in with other people. Um, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I yeah. totally agree. There mm -hmm. is this, like you said, <clears throat> obligation and it comes different. What from my, um, observations, it, it's different with uh, different people. So, uh, one decides to, um, it's kind of always a sharing, right? We, yeah. we want to do good then somehow we want, <laughs> I don't know why, but it feels very good to do good. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> and, um, mm, you know, and some, like, like you are doing a podcast, you, you're doing it in that way, you know, share, sharing knowledge and, um, and some people, what I've noticed, they struggle with it. They say, okay, I cannot be friends anymore with my friends. Mm. Um, mm. Or what this group of people is talking about is absolutely not, not me or mine anymore. I cannot associate with that anymore. So um, during this whole big uh, awakening process, a lot of people were in that, uh, had these uh, struggles, right? Um, and <clears throat> the how can I put it? The easiest way, I think, for if somebody wants to do something good is to start first, you know, with yourself. You have to be okay yourself. Mm -hmm. um, that's important. And then, and then uh, the people that are closest to you. And then, like Jesus says, the neighbor. This is why the, the neighbor analogy is uh, so, so, um, so important, so valid. Um, thy to love, to love uh, thy neighbor as uh, thyself, as mm -hmm. yourself. Because if you're nice to the neighbor, then the neighbor is going to have a good day, you know, and the neighbor is going to make somebody else happy. Imagine, and so on and so on. So what what we do is not uh, so much. I mean, we have the internet now, and we have all, you know, mediums where where we can connect throughout the world um, directly. But uh, it's more important uh, these these small steps, the the closer to us, to our, you know surroundings are as important if not uh, more important right this is the impact actually we make to be nice to be good to not uh support whatever is going on in the, in the world to make a stance and make a point and react with kindness and not with anger mm -hmm. uh and and hate uh to these things and um but um yeah it's 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 different for everybody and somehow you know some people find find their way of um because it is in a way it, it is a new way of 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 living of being that comes really natural it's like you yeah. you've been on 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 paths that go like this you know and you're looking and you're looking and you're looking and then you somehow stabilize yourself and you know okay that's it now i am going and it's easy and i'm going mm -hmm. you know this this kind of thing there is no there are no more questions about, okay, is this right or wrong or no? There, yeah. there is a deep intuition. Okay. This has to be done and, and, uh, and we do it. Um, so yeah. people, I think everybody will find their path just with uh, patience and, and love. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Natural discernment comes about for sure. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, this is it. You just know what's it and what isn't it. 
for sure. Yeah, it almost seems as like though we need to figure out what isn't it in order to mm -hmm. know what is it. It seems like that's the path in a very simple manner. It's uh, yes. you have to go through to you have to what do they say? Uh, you know, can't have the darkness, can't have the light without the darkness. I guess you have to know the dark to know the light. I don't know. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I know it's all different for us. It's all different. It looks different in the way that it comes about and how we act. The way that Gary Gary's and the way that Daniel Daniels, um, hmm. you know, in our Dharma may look a little different, but I, I do feel as though there is a similarity. And the similarity is just toward a sense of selflessness. I think the, the similarity is toward a sense of compassion toward thy neighbor. Man, like I said, it does look different in however our circumstances come about. But ultimately, man, and I've said this plenty of times, I apologize mm. for anybody listening, but it's all about love. That's what ultimately I feel as though what we're refining ourselves toward is refining ourselves toward becoming this loving creature that knows at all times, easier said than done, I know, but knows at all times that your neighbor really is just an extension of yourself. And uh, that, I think, is the next stage in our evolution is we're slowly, may seem slow, even though I don't think it's that slow, but slowly but surely getting to a place where we're all in it together. <laughs> and there is not really as much competition as there is now. It's more so cooperation. We are separate but equal, separate but one. Um, you know, that's the true essence of non-duality, it seems, in a practical sense, is we're all working on this one wavelength together, separate yet together. It's both. Um, I think that's where this is all going toward. It's all going toward a refinement toward, toward love, man. It's a cliche, but I really think that's what's happening. I mean, do you feel it? Do you feel that sense of unconditional love just naturally coming about in the world and yourself? I do, um, in the sense that um, I want to help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. This, yeah. this is it's it's not it's not the love feeling that when you're in love with somebody. Yeah, uh, it's it's not that. Um, it is a much more more kind of compassion type of feeling. Um, yeah. yeah, and love uh, isn't even the right word. I like to yeah, yeah say yeah. love, but it's not that. I mean, they say agape in Christianity and prema. Sanskrit, but still, any word and label doesn't do it justice. We just in English we have love. I don't know how it is yeah. in German. <laughs> Imagine it's similar. Uh, in German, it's Liebe. 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 Okay. Yes, love. Yeah, you know, I I always struggled with this love word. I, I struggled with it. Um, my nature is I would describe it more as peace. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, and my my. Uh, my yoga teacher, he said, always before meditation, he said, without meditation, there is no peace. And without peace, there is no happiness. That's um, good. And uh, I've come to know that this is true. Out of this peace arises a natural happiness. Mm. Like we talked before, not the happy about something. A, a very natural, peaceful, happy being, <laughs> you yeah. know? And yeah. that can be mistaken for the uh, feeling or sense of love. You know what mm. I'm saying? Mm. Uh, not, not mistaken, but it can be interpreted as that. Mm. Um, 
like when your heart opens, people would say, and then you suddenly you feel this peace. And a, a lot of a lot of people um, for whom this um, awakening was very sudden. You know, they they had a type, they had a really non non spiritual life, and then suddenly it hits them. This can be really overwhelming. But like we said before, when we build up to it and cultivate it anyway, generally um, in in our life, uh, then uh, the the blossoming is much more yeah, sub not subtle, but yeah, not not so explosive, <laughs> if yeah. I, if mm -hmm. I might say. So yeah, it, it can happen that you're overwhelmed with love. Um. Yeah, however, 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 people want to call it. Um, if you know, um, you know, though. Yeah, but yeah, it it shows then in your in your relationships and um, mm. and the people around you mm -hmm. reflects. I think so, for sure. It reflects. It's a good way to put it. It reflects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it reflects back to you. Love brings love. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it is so cliche, like you said. Oh man. Yeah. When when, <laughs> when when I was when I was young and I was listening to some teachers or whatever online or, or in books or somebody wrote something, oh it's all love, it's all love. And I was like, well <laughs> Yeah. Well, what, <laughs> what about guys? What about this? You know, there's a lot of yeah. what abouts, but it's still not it, it triumphs yeah. over all of that, all of the phenomena, all of the darkness. Yeah. And it's hard to explain. Like just us talking about it now and anybody just listening, they don't know. Um, well, first of all, it's not coming from an arrogant place. It, it, that's okay. But you just, if you do know, then it makes sense. You just have to know within yourself. It's a subjective experience, not really an experience, but it's a, a subjective feeling, a subjective understanding within oneself that nobody else can really do for you. I mean, some say you can get a sort of transmission from other people, other gurus, the transmission of love, but ultimately, it's a transmission for you, like however it comes about, it's the transmission for you to come back to you. And that's it. Like we all have to do it ourselves. We, we save ourselves in a way to save the world. You know, we are our own savior. And yeah, uh, yeah that's it, man. I don't to anybody. If there is anybody, I don't suspect it that anybody listen this long. They have no clue what we're talking about. Um, just keep going. Keep going. It's real. It's not just two crazy guys talking about it because they want to make a podcast. Like, this is real. This love is the only thing that's real, honestly, <laughs> when it comes down to it. It is real or it isn't real. So, I don't know. All we can be is a testimony, you know? All we can just, we can just speak about it as a sort of testament that this is real and, and just uh, don't lose faith in that. That's all I say to that. Don't lose faith in the sense of love. Amen. That isn't even love. <laughs> it's something, something that transcends the idea of love, but for lack of a better word, it's love. Yeah. <sighs> Man, that's where all my talks come down to, you know? In a good talk, it's always yeah, it's like, very yeah, beautiful. it's all about love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I think we could probably start to wrap it up at that note. I don't really have anything else to say. Do you? Um, do you have anything else you want to say on that? It was a very, very good closing. So I, I would mm. not add anything more to it. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. I think this is well, a good Thank you talk. so much for the invitation. It was Thank you. Thank you for coming on here, Dan. I'm uh, feeling, I'm feeling more, more happy now <laughs> having <laughs> talked with you. You see? Same. You see. 
Same. Yeah. yeah, this is uh I like to look at these as my my sort of sadhana. You know, this isn't just me trying yeah. to make a video and look cool. Like, no, this is something I truly enjoy. I encourage everybody to do this. You don't even have to record it and put it on YouTube, but have long form yeah. conversation with another human being and really get to yeah. know somebody, you know, ask somebody some good questions and you'll find that it is a sort of meditation. Um, I encourage everybody that is listening to do that. Just connect, you know, connect with thy neighbor and it's, you'll feel it. You'll feel it, man. Um, but yeah, Dan, I appreciate you. Keep doing your thing. You're definitely a real one. I feel just a very warm spirit from you. So keep doing your thing. Keep spreading the good word. And I think a lot of people will resonate. I resonate at least. <laughs> so um, very kind. Thank you so much. Gary. Thank you for coming on. I feel the same. I feel yeah. the same. Um, Please do your it. thing. I know you will. You will be one of the great ones. You you're doing so. Actually, <laughs> before before our talk, I was I was thinking, what what can I ask Gary? Why is he doing so many conversations with <laughs> conversations with people? How does he do that? And and you know. actually you you answered it. Um, I did already. How did I answer it? Oh, because it's like well, obligatory. You, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. this is basically your sadhana, and you love yeah. doing it, and uh, you enrich your life, uh, your your own life, and you enrich the life of uh, of others. Um, and um, th this is just uh, the way you do it. So there there was my answer. You know. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just natural. I just genuinely like mm. to do it. That's why I do so much of it. I don't yeah. have a community. This is my community. You are my community right now. I don't have anyone else because community is very important. That's one of the three jewels, the three gems of mm. Buddhism is the Buddha, the Dharma and the Sangha. Well, I don't have a Sangha. Mm. <laughs> this is my yeah. Sangha. I come on here on Zoom and talk to people. So Yo, this is your Sangha, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Right. But from, from what I've heard, um, you, you've mentioned uh, more of the of the Buddhist path is is that what what you were on uh, or mm. are still on? Yeah, I resonate greatly with the Buddhist teachings just because mm -hmm. it's very straightforward, man. It's yeah. like it's like the original non-duality if you want to look at it like that. <laughs> um, it's just so straightforward, and if one is really wants to tackle this whole idea of the path to the mountaintop, mm. going to Buddhism, they that is a step by step process. I like to say mm -hmm. if Buddhism, I'm sorry. If life is a game, Buddhism is the strategy guide for the game. Mm. And if you know how to understand it and look at it with a keen eye, it's just a way to accelerate oneself on the path. It's just so straightforward. Mm. Like I said, mm. it's just a, it's, there's no dogma involved, really. It can yeah. be. It's just, um, I feel as though the most pure teaching for our age, you know, for Kali Yuga, it's the most pure teaching for one to have a sense of God realization. It's funny because they don't even talk about God in Buddhism. You know, they don't have, they don't use that terminology, but I like to think uh, mm. the truth is one and the wise call it by many names. And one can find yes. God in the teachings and lessons of the Buddha, even without having to say God. So, yes. yeah, um, Buddhism is huge. That also with yoga too, but they, you know, they're hand in hand, obviously. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Totally with you there. Uh, mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, thank you for your coming on here, sharing your time, effort, and wisdom with us. I thank anybody that listened this long. Keep on doing your thing. Keep on keeping on. And peace and love, brother. Peace and love to peace you. Peace and love. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Take care.